0: Welcome to the Girl on Top, Shalin XO podcast. I'm your host, Shallon Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here on the podcast, I answer the best questions you submitted over the past week. Welcome back to the podcast, Shalligators. Well, this week, we're going to be tackling a topic that comes up so much. And we've done a video about it oh gosh, I think maybe even like three years ago, dating your coworker, or even just crushing on and flirting with your coworker. Because I think by now most of us know it's probably not a good idea to mix business and pleasure, but I mean, how bad is it just to flirt, right? I'm gonna break it all down. And just a reminder before we get into it, if you guys have a question you wanna submit to me, feel free to head over to my website, shallonlester.com, or you could click the link down there in the show notes. And you can submit a question and I get back to you guys sometimes just as soon as 24 hours if you elect that option. I can also help you with your Instagram, family, friends, any old thing that might be on your mind. And you guys, I'm so excited to remind you about our shalligator getaway to Isla Holbach in Mexico. It's a little tiny white sand beach, car-free island that's being called the next Tulum, just north of Cancun. We are going with 20 shalligators August 19th through 23rd of this year. It's on sale now. I think there's two spaces left for early bird pricing, which is going to save you $200. After that, we have 10 slots left. Oh, you guys, it's going to be so much fun. And by the way, thank you to all the alligators who pointed out how to pronounce the island. I was saying Holbox because that's how it's spelled. And they're like, oh, it's actually a Mayan word. And in Mayan, the X is pronounced like an SH. So it's Holbosh." which like I knew that an X is an SH. I knew it. I just didn't know it was a Mayan word. So I wasn't Ugh, I'm ashamed of myself. But you know what? We're all sorted out, we're we're all squared away, so I'm so excited to see you guys on that trip. It's going to be so fantastic. You can also click the link down in the show notes to sign up for that. All right, babies, let's get into it. So this week, we had a question from a shalligator who's in a job, but not necessarily a career, and she knows she might not exactly be on the right path, Let's just hear what she has to say. She said, Shallon, I have a thing for my boss. I work at a fast food place and it's been going well so far. I'm a bit of a clown when I'm at work. I like to joke around. And the thing is, I started joking with my boss and kind of testing the boundaries with him. The limit does not exist. We joke and we play fight all shift long. And it's gotten to the point where some of the older ladies at work have been commenting about, "Mm, love comes in through the kitchen. And I think about him now when I'm outside of work. This has never happened to me before, and I want to hear you go all mama bear on me and tell me why this is bad, because I know it is. Oof. Yes. This is bad. Look, look. I get it. I get it. Work can be a grind. It can be boring. What's wrong with spicing it up? Here's the thing. You know what i realize about boundaries? We actually love them. We pretend like we don't, but we do. We love other people's boundaries. We love our own boundaries. At our core, we're all just children waiting to be disciplined and told what to do. You know, I don't really want to make my own choices. I don't want freedom. I mean, yes, of course, some. But if I'm allowed to run amok, I mean, my God, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm a garbage fire. I'm constantly looking for the world to police me. This is our innate hardwiring as human beings, as pack animals. There's pack leaders. And when you are the leader in your own life, It gets tiring. We've talked a lot about (laughs) sex, what else? And I've been very open with you guys. Like I'm really submissive in bed because I don't wanna make the decisions anymore. I make the decisions all day long. I'm very submissive as a girlfriend, not even, well, my friends might disagree with that. I'm kind of bossy, but when the lights go down, I'm not. And there's a reason why like CEOs will have like a dominatrix, like they need balance. You know, we need someone to say no. You're not going to do this. It's pretty natural. But as we grow up, we really can't expect anyone else to police us besides like the actual police. We really have to police ourselves in service of ourselves. And you're probably thinking, okay, well, in this case, he's a superior. So I mean, it's on him to police the situation. So whatever. Okay. That's true. That's true. But on the other hand, why do you go to work every day? I mean, what's, what's like, what's the point? You're not at work to hook up. That's not why you're there. You're there to get your bag, make your money, climb up the ladder. This is a stepping stone. That's what that is. I am a hoe and a half, but I have never hooked up with anyone I worked with. Well, I did once. Now I flirt a little, kinda, sorta, kinda, but that's it. I'm very focused on making my money. Because if the flirting would go sour, then ta-da, I was in this combined hellscape of a job I now hated, and a crashed and burned crush all in one. It was like the confluence of every miserable thing I could possibly experience. And I really only did have to learn that lesson once, because like I said, I dated one coworker, or had like a crush that I let go a little too far, and then I like-liked him, and he got a girlfriend, and I'm like, oh great, I'm so excited to spend a six-hour shift looking at the guy who doesn't like me and his dumpy girlfriend waddling in to see him. This is fantastic. And true, okay, you're only working in fast food. And that's, it really gave me some pause thinking like, you know what, her job probably isn't that fulfilling. It's not like she's gonna be here for the rest of her career, hopefully, because that's not, nope, you're meant for bigger things. So what's the harm? Because little things become big things. If you normalize being whatever-ish about a job, then that carries on. You might not care about this job, but one day, you will care, but you will already be in the habit of flirting before mm, you do those expense reports and, oh, did you lose the receipt? Oh, well, whatever, it's fine. I'm just gonna go talk to Tyler down the hall. it don't make me feel better about that. Or you'll be sheepish about taking credit for that project because, oh, well, Tyler really helped too, <laughs> so you should get some credit. I've seen it, and that's something women do. Men don't, actually. Men are not good at, like, anything, really, you know, on planet Earth, except for compartmentalization. They're goddamn experts. They are Olympian-level compartmentalizers. We see this when we meet a guy on vacation, and we have a wonderful, incredible vacation. Well, we don't know it's a fling, but it is. We think, oh, this is a guy I just happened to meet in a different zip code, but we're going to see where this goes. Nope. While you were looking for entrances, they were looking for exits. They were writing your name on a little jar that they were going to put on a little shelf in their little mind, ah, <sighs> and done. They were compartmentalizing, and they wall off emotions, and they wall off people and experiences to keep everything nice and tidy, and do you know what? They get to run the world, and we're here like, feelings, and Tyler, yeah. And we're making 25% less. So you know what? Yeah, some of that's on the patriarchy. It is. But some of it is also on us. And this is exactly how it starts. <music> Do you watch The Office? The show? Ugh. Pam and Jim make my skin crawl. They make my skin crawl. I hate that people are like, oh my God, couples gold. They're so cute. First of all, my hellscape, I mean, talk about, I, I said like, oh, it's having a crush go bad than having to go to work. I don't know if it's worse if it goes right because then it's like you again. I see you all day. We leave work. There you are again. I see you at night. I wake up next to you. We go to the same place. Good God, you want to just follow me into the bathroom and make the horror complete? You need to have some independence. You need to have some, a uh, compartmentalization, exactly. So with Jim and Pam, let's look at what would have happened to her if she had stayed focused at work. She probably would have left Roy. I mean, maybe, I don't know. And I hate that, like, we look at her as such a cool woman. She's Is she? Because she just monkey-vined kind of from one person to the next. Like, I don't know if she would have left Jim... I'm sorry, left Roy had Jim not come along, but let's just say eventually she would have, right? Maybe she would have applied for design school in New York sooner. Maybe she would have really put her whole effort into it. Maybe she would have stayed in New York and had a real career. Instead, oh, she missed Jim, beta male Jim, who spends all of his time at work, planning pranks on a coworker, not selling things, making money. No, 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 no. His life is a closed loop. He bought his parents' house for God's sakes. I mean, why don't you just crawl back inside the womb? So she came slithering back to Scranton, Pennsylvania to be with Jim and dropped out of design school. How on earth is that goals? How is that a love story? I mean, for him, yeah, he didn't have to do jack shit And his wife just came crawling back. Great. Wonderful. He had to put in as minimum effort as possible. Cool. And by the way, what did she get out of this? She became an office manager. I mean, that was it. You know, not that there's anything wrong with being an office manager. Plenty of people are office managers. But that wasn't the dream in her heart. She was a talented artist and she was dreaming of being an office manager. Uh... Okay, my point is the erosion of Pam's dreams, they started small. No one wakes up one day and says, you know, I'm gonna become a coke addict. Or I think today's the day I'm gonna go get a mistress and ruin my marriage. Or I could really use a crippling gambling habit. No one starts right there, but they get there, okay? It starts small. And like I said, I've seen where this kind of stuff can go. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but it does because it gradually gets normal to lose focus. I see women who, and I've, you know, I lived in New York and New York is a hectic place and we all spend so much time at work. It's natural to have a crush on someone at work. We, you know what we call this, camp hot. It is truly a geographical monopoly and it is a a scientific fact. It is a well-studied thing. The women are hardwired to have a crush and fall for the most mateable male in any population size. It's a survival mechanism, right? Like we need to latch on to like the most mateable dude out there to survive the winter and dodge the woolly mammoths or whatever. So that's why you go away to summer camp and you're like, oh my God, Ira Goldstein. He's so dreamy. And then you get back into the real world and you're like, Wait a minute! He only has one eyebrow, and you're like, "What was I thinking?" But it was just a geographical monopoly. By the way, Ira Goldstein is literally the guy I had a crush on at camp. That's not like a fake name. He was, oh my god, he had he had a unibrow, and I was like, "Oh, so dreamy." But then you know, it was just there was nobody else in the population, so I was like a captive audience. Same with our offices. We can experience this in a variety of different situations, okay? Do you ever go watch a play or a musical and you fall for someone on stage? I do. That's why I hate plays. So I'm like, oh, he's so dreamy. It's because you forced me to stare at six men, probably none of them straight, for three goddamn hours. I'm a red-blooded American girl. I'm horny all the time. I love boys. I'm going to have a crush on one of them. And then I get out and I shake my head and I'm like, those are all gay guys. Shallon. Let it go, okay? So while this is maybe our natural impulse, it doesn't mean we have to give into it. I mean, our natural impulse is to pee wherever we want, for goodness sakes. We've overridden that. We can override this. Because I know what you're saying. Okay, Shaolin, you always make everything such a bigger deal. And I just want to like, flirt with someone. It makes the day go faster. It gives me a reason to put on a little extra makeup totally i totally get that and that's fine like totally but learn to do what men do and compartmentalize learn to just even recognize this guy is camp hot there was a guy like that when i worked in magazines and he was i'm like oh he's so dreamy and i'm like shallon his hands are half the size of yours that means he has a small penis he's short he is identifiably a beta male look how he behaved in the meetings But for this population, absolutely he's the dreamiest. And that's okay. You can have a crush on him from 9 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. And then when you walk out the door, you leave those feelings here. Even just being aware of the mechanisms, the emotional mechanisms that are at play, really go so far in dismantling them and gaining mastery over them. So just say, hey, I get it. He's my work crush. It's no big deal. And if you find yourself like this shalligator is thinking about him outside of work, okay, okay. Now our mind is trying to tell us something. Now the psyche has kicked in. I'm the kind of person who, and I'm sure you guys are too. It's like, I have a very hard time compartmentalizing. And when I have a crush, it's like, we all just kind of fall off that emotional cliff. It's like, we, we've talked about this before about how guys can like someone just a little bit. And it's like maddening because we're not really like that. It's like a light switch, either I like you or I don't. And so that's why having a crush on a coworker is potentially very risky because we think we can keep it contained. Uh, I don't know, historically, I'm actually not very good at keeping my feelings in check. The only reason I was able to keep it in check for that small-handed beta male where I used to work is because I was actively, constantly dating outside of work. That was not my only place that I was going to get my needs met. That is extremely important to remember. I actually think I might have also had a full-on boyfriend. So that helped too. But you know what I'm saying. When we put our entire identity, emotional needs, stimulation, everything, fill in the blank, into our job, or fill in a different blank, into our job, into our family, into our best friend, into our cocker spaniel, into our boyfriend. Ooh, girl, that's dangerous. What is the phrase? Don't put all your eggs in one basket. I wonder what happened many times with literally an egg basket that that phrase had to come about. Like something happened to eggs in a basket, a singular basket, enough times that society was like, we have got to do something about everyone putting their eggs in a basket. When you think about the etymology and the the origins of popular phrases, you're just like, what was going on then in America or in the world that were like, this is a real problem. Divide your goddamn eggs into many baskets. if you feel this crush starting to take on a life of its own, pull back. Ask yourself, what do I need? What needs do I have that this crush is meeting? It's like, well, (sighs) I'm lonely. I am. I'm lonely. And I wish I had a boyfriend. And you know what? I know he's a chef supervisor at Wendy's and great, but it's better than no one to flirt with, right? Okay, I hear you. That makes sense. But how can we get those needs met in a more diffuse way? Get on Tinder. Ask your friends to set you up. Instead of coming home and binge eating two sleeves of Thin Mints, not that I did that the other night, maybe I'm going to go out with my friends, and maybe I'm going to try to meet some guys in real life, and maybe I'm going to get some stimulation other places. If for no other reason, contrast. Oh, yeah, he's funny and goofy, but hmm. Wait a minute, these two other guys I met on Hinge, they're also really funny, but uh, one's an engineer and the other one's a graphic designer. Ooh, well, okie dokie here. Now we're on to something. We really do need contrast. We need to break out of that camp hot mentality. Because look, you can leave summer camp, but if you don't go into a population with more men, you might as well stay at camp. Same here. You can leave work and acknowledge like, yeah, he's fun at work, But if you're not surrounding yourself with more men to dilute his potency, then what's the difference? So really make a conscious effort. Or maybe what the need is trying to tell you is, oh, I'm just so bored at work. I literally hate it there. I just, uh, he's like the only thing that makes me get through the shift. Like I just can't really even stand it. Okay, that I think is much, much more likely. And I get it. When I have had the biggest crush on someone at work, it's when I hated the job the most. It was an unmistakable correlation. I didn't wanna be there, it sucked, I it was a dead-end job. And you know who was making it even more dead endier? Me. Because I was just phoning it the heck in. I was concerned with flirting. Oh, you go ahead and take that party of nine. No, it's okay. Oh my gosh, it doesn't even matter, I don't care. Okay, well that was $120 out of my pocket, so great job, Shallon. I was clipping my own wings, I was losing focus. I was prioritizing men over me. I was taking a back seat because that's what society tells us to do. I don't need a boss to pay me 25% less, I'll do it myself. So look, for this shalligator, you didn't come this far, slaving away at fast food, dealing with bullshit for not enough money, to only come this far. I mean, unless you did unless the big dream is marry a goddamn fast food shift supervisor. Is that the big dream? Is it? I don't think it is. Not that there's anything wrong with being a fast food shift supervisor, but I also don't think that's where your dreams are. And if they are, Good for you, but I'm going to challenge you to dream even bigger than that. If you're on this podcast and if you know who I am and if you listen to my channel and watch my videos, there's dreams in your heart bigger than that. You know it and I know it, and we are here to achieve it. So I want you to dream so big, it's frightening, that you have to not only engage your entire mind, your entire body, your entire schedule, you have to go higher. You have to engage God, the universe, destiny. You have to rely on some faith. I want you to dream so big, faith has to come into play. That's the level we're on. So look, I refuse to believe that your dream is just, well, I'm going to get this job to find a guy to marry and whatever, then whatever. I will not allow that to be the ceiling of your dreams. I won't. And if you don't allow it, then don't allow it demand more from yourself, work hard, get the fuck out of that job, move higher and do what you were sent to. Do what you were put on this earth to do. And you know what none of us were put on this earth to do? A man. We want a man. We want a partner, someone to walk beside us, our other half, for sure. Is that why we were born? To basically fuck a guy and that's it? That's all you're here for. (sighs) No, like I said, I won't allow it. You want to fall for a boss? You want to have a fixation on a boss, a superior? Have a fixation on me, sweetheart. I'm daddy now. I'm going to tell you what to do. And we're going to get you up and out. So if this crush is actually trying to tell you you you're bored at work, you don't like it there, great, listen to that. How can you get out of there? How can you move up and out? Is this job just a temporary thing? It's a summer gig. It's just for the semester. Okay, fine. How can we make the best out of it? And the best out of it isn't distract myself so I don't even know it's there. Maybe the best is, hmm, I'm going to talk to a different manager. I'm going to find out how did they get into a management position? Maybe they know someone at a different company who can get me a better job next summer. Maybe they know someone who can get me an internship in an industry I actually do want to work with. I haven't gotten to where I am and where I got in New York by fucking my way there, that's kind of a misnomer. It's actually really hard to sleep your way to the top because, first of all, people don't usually have as much power as they say they do, and it's really hard to figure out who you need to sleep with, honestly. I got there by leapfrogging over people because I was making strategic connections. I was thinking with my head, not my vagina, okay? I, that was for off hours. That, she was in control after 6 p.m. During the day, it was all head, baby. It was all strategy. So I was looking at how can I get ahead? I hate this job, I hate it here. Or maybe I don't hate it, but maybe it's just checking enough boxes that I'm kinda on autopilot and I have enough emotional and mental bandwidth to have a crush and to flirt. I can do both, Shallon. Then you're not at the right job. I want a job that really, not takes from you, but engages you. I want a job that energizes you, makes, all parts of your brain fire up so that you don't have the bandwidth to flirt and use your energy for that. I want you to use your energy for getting your money, fulfilling your dreams, getting ahead, maybe starting your own gig, whatever it is. After work, that's the time for boys because you know who operates like that? Again, men. They are focused, they are hunters, they are hardwired to put their eyes on a prize and go for it. Everyone else better get out of the way, even a woman. There's a time and a place for her, and it's not during nine to five. What if we operated like that? What if we trusted that, you know what? I can devote 10 hours a day to my career. I'm still gonna find love. I don't have to do it both at the same time. I don't have to look at every single opportunity. It's like, well, maybe I'm gonna find love here and maybe there. I don't want to find love at the gym. I don't wanna find it at work. I don't wanna find it with my waxer. I wanna find it when I decide. When I choose to open that door, when I'm ready for it, I'm not so desperate that I need to be hunting for it 24/7. That's a beggar's mentality. That's how a stray dog is, constantly looking for food. I'm not, I don't need it. I'm fed on my own. So when I'm at work, that's my focus. Don't distract me, don't get in my way. I trust the universe, I trust God, fate, whatever name you wanna give to it, that love will come when it's time. And I further trust, even more so, that I will be rewarded for my focus. That God will say, you know what? She is really crushing it during her work day. I love this. I love the focus I'm seeing from that little creation I made, Shaolin. So I'm going to bring the perfect man into her life. She deserves this. She has her off time, her downtime. She's really learned to schedule herself out in the way that is best benefiting her life. This is a good thing. This is a healthy thing. This isn't, I'm just shutting off all these opportunities and uh, the love of your life could be right next to you. I don't want him to be right next to me. That's, I, no, I don't want you to be right next to me. I want to let love into my life when I decide there's room for it. We can have it all, but we can't have it all at the exact same time. We've talked about this recently in the Rihanna video. Pregnant, like, how to have it all. I mean, my God, look at her. But even Rihanna didn't have it all at the exact same time. She's not touring while pregnant and making music and releasing new cosmetics. She picked and she chose. First music, then cosmetics, now a family. So (laughs) if Rihanna can't and won't do it all in one, why would we? And look, that's on the macro. That's like a high level way of looking at it. Look at it in on the micro. I don't want it all in one location. I don't want love and work and, I mean, wh- what else? Like, Do I need to like cook all my meals at my cubicle and sleep under my desk? Like, wh- how much more enmeshed does my life need to get? I wanna focus on one thing, then I wanna focus on the other. That's not, oh, I'm just so closed off. That's smart. That's strategy. That's the way every alpha, male or female, conducts themselves. So whether you're working at fast food or whether you're working at SpaceX, you need to have that same attitude and that same energy. We have a much more finite time to go after our career than we do for kids. You can adopt kids, I mean, your entire life. You can't be like a 60-year-old intern at Vogue be like, here I am, I might break a hip, don't make me do anything. You know, we really got to buckle down and we have to give it our all and go forward and go hard as a motherfucker for this. Men, they're everywhere. There's plenty of time for that. Your career is the thing that needs your attention. So go forth, be focused and get what you're after. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, Shalligators. If you want to talk to me one-on-one, like I said, head to my website, shallinlester.com or click the link down in the show notes. Also in the show notes, the link to our Shalligator getaway to Isla Holbox, a little car-free white sand beach island in Mexico. We're going August 19th to the 23rd. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review. It really does help us podcasters so much to get some new eyes on the podcast and get great distribution. And of course, feel free to share, and subscribe. We'll see you next week. Later, Shalligators. Well, that's it for this episode of Girl on Top. Thanks for being part of the Shalantourage. If you have a love question you need some help with, find me on my website, shalonlester.com, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram at shalonxo, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Stay sweet, stay savage.